good you care blood, ain't you? We have such sights to show you. It's alive! Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. Here's Johnny! Hello, and thank you for joining us for another night at Camp Blood. I am Steven, and with me as always are Trish and Joe. How are you guys today? Hey. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty I'm good. doing good. Good. Today we watched a pretty good movie from the 80s, and before we get going with that, I might as well point out this podcast is not just about movies from the 80s. Since last week we did, or last week, last month we did um, Pieces, which was from the 80s, and now we're doing another movie from the 80s, so... We are aware that there are other horror movies that are not in the 80s. We just haven't gotten to them yet. Right. I will admit that I am a fan of 80s horror more than any other decade. Well, yeah, that's that was. I the think best. that was like I the golden anyway. ages of horror too, like when everyone had a shot at it. You know, that was definitely the slasher. Era. I think that was that was part of the problem is everyone had a shot at it. So, yes, definitely, probably. Um, but uh, we are not. Doing a slasher film this week, we're actually doing a pretty mainstream horror movie that came out in 1986, starring Jeff Goldblum and Gina Davis, directed by David Cronenberg, and that is the 1986 film The Fly. So we're just going to get right into it, so uh, let's take a listen to that trailer. I think you're making a mistake. I think you really want to talk to me. Sorry, I have three other interviews to do before this party's over. Yeah, but they're not working on something that'll change the world as we know it. They say they are. Yeah, but they're lying. There is a limit, even to the imagination. Human teleportation, molecular decimation, breakdown, and reformation is inherently purging. Where our greatest creations meet our deepest fears. Something went wrong, Seth. When you went through, something went wrong. You are about to go beyond that limit. weird hairs that were growing out of your back I had them analyzed but they were definitely not human if you saw how scared and angry and desperate he is I'm sure typhoid Mary was a very nice person too when you saw her socially no you're afraid to be destroyed and recreated aren't you you're changing Seth everything about you is changing oh no what's happening to me am I dying I want to know what's going on what does the disease want wants to turn me into something else. Oh, no. A fly got into the transmitter pipe with me that first time when I was alone. Don't go back to it. could be contagious. Uh, I'm afraid! Don't be afraid! No. Be afraid. Be very afraid. Fly came out on August 15th, 1986, so we just passed the 31st anniversary of the film. Wow. Because it is... Well, that's been out for a long time. Yeah. 
Uh, I first saw this movie on Sci-Fi Channel back in like 99-98. Okay, I think the first time I saw it was on like WGN at like 1 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, they used to just show like old horror movies on there, so. I just saw it for the first time for this. And I hope you had a great time and we'll talk about it as we <laughs> go along. <laughs> um, yeah, I saw it, my friend and I, this is back during dial-up internet days. But uh, we would, uh, Sci-Fi Channel used to play a horror movie Saturday night at midnight every week. And uh, that's where I saw people under the stairs also. Um, and I remember we watched, I think The Fly might have been the first one. But both of us saw it on, like, cable TV or network TV. Yeah. So, like, um, it was edited. So oh, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was stuff that I didn't see until I bought the VHS. And, uh... Which I don't mean to drive us too far off topic, but there is uh, something great about watching a horror movie that's on network television mm-hmm. where it's just censored to absolute shit. Even though they make fun of it and scream, it's kind of still funny to watch because you know it's missing. <laughs> yeah. You, know? you can always tell when they've taken something out of a horror movie for TV. And uh, the one thing I will point out that was hilarious and made no sense, especially because it was on the sci-fi channel, so it wasn't like network TV. Yeah, was, it's still cable. There's a scene where he's walking around in his underwear, and he's wearing tidy whities and they have his crotch blurred out on the sci-fi oh channel. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, they can't even show the balls. Well, that was right. in, like, 96, right? Yeah, so maybe they weren't there. as liberal on the sci-fi channel yet. I just think it's so... <laughs> especially, it's midnight, it's on a cable channel, and they have to blur out his crotch. That's weird, because sci-fi now, you know, like, with, like, face-off and stuff, they have, like, almost partial nudity on it now. So, obviously, you they've mean, moved away. Sci-fi? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This was back when it was still sci-fi. Yeah. <laughs> so not S Y F Y. Right. That's when they got they started getting real edgy is when they changed the name. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We're cool now. Um, so I got two pages of fun facts. So let's try to bolt through these so we can get to the movie. <laughs> um, so this is some people call consider it a quote unquote remake, but um, when it comes down to books and stuff being adapted i never call another version of it a remake i like to call it another adaptation yeah because unless they're exactly copying things from the original then it's not a remake so this was based on a 1957 short story by george langland if i'm saying that correctly if i remember correctly it was published in playboy Oh, wow. Um, I could be wrong on that, but I believe that's correct. Playboy used to have, like, those, like, like vintage Playboys, because um, I do know someone who has a large collection of them, do actually have a lot of interesting little, like, short stories and comics that are not all smut-related. Right. Yeah. Um, and then it was made into a 1958 film starring Vincent Price, who's one of my favorite actors. Um, and that was the one that was, like, really classic, like, monster movie mm. yeah everyone remembers that fucking fake ass fly head and <laughs> yeah all that stuff so um so uh there's a scene and i don't it, that was cut out of the movie that was really infamous until it was released on dvd uh where he takes a cat and a baboon and fuses them together okay <laughs> And then what comes out is obviously a monster hybrid, and he kills it with a pipe. Ah. <laughs> so would that be, I guess, the replacement for uh, just the baboon alone? And No, this was a scene that he did 
uh, where he was testing the pods to make sure he could bring him and uh, yeah. Ronnie together. Oh, oh okay. 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 I made see. sure it was like a test, and it came out obviously not the way he wanted. Mm. <laughs> uh, it is on the DVD and the Blu-ray. Um, oh, I pretty... should, we should have watched. We that. didn't watch the extra clips. That's why I there. didn't know. Um, Fox was opposed to casting Jeff Goldblum. Who why? Would be? Um, because I guess he wasn't a well-known actor at the time. Uh, but I'll tell you this right now. I don't know if I wrote it down or not, but when I was younger, this was before the internet, I would go to the library and look up movie reviews in like the microfilm and microfiche and all that shit. Yeah. I used to do that too and try to find books with reviews in them. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, there was, I remember looking up the fly and just seeing article after article about people who were pissed off that Jeff Goldblum did not get nominated for an Academy Award for this movie. I he's think, awesome. I man. think he did really uh, well, and not to mention he's, um, in the beginning of the movie, very handsome, yeah. pleasant to look at. So I'll, t- I'll tell you, that was, this is the earliest Jeff Goldblum movie I ever saw. I'm used to him in like Jurassic Park and yeah, Independence right. Day. Yeah. And when he first showed up, I'm like, Jesus Christ, he looks so weird. Like, his yeah. eyes like, are bugging out. And yeah. Shit. Like, maybe that's why they cast him i don't know yeah well maybe that's like you know when he was more youthful and less like yeah, aged you know he with the bigger eyes and like more just like on his face or maybe that he did it for the movie maybe he like just made a face the whole movie um this is the movie where the line be afraid be very afraid originated okay that was a move that was a line that my entire life you know i've heard everyone that. knew yeah. that line. yeah i didn't know where it came from yeah, it came but from i this do movie <laughs> I do know. Um, Mel Brooks produced this movie. Really? Yes. <laughs> okay, that's uh, actually pretty interesting. Yeah, his name was... I don't think his name's in the credits. It says he did not want people to know. Yep. <laughs> but you cracked it, so... <laughs> well, if you watch the beginning of the movie, the credits, one of the, the, one of the um, production companies is called Brooks Films. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And uh, when I... I didn't know either. When I found <laughs> out... Uh, I don't know, a long time ago, I was like, oh, shit, Mel Brooks produced this. Um, Michael Keaton was offered the lead. Oh, that would have been interesting. That would have been interesting. Yeah, yeah I would have liked to see that, too. That's I not a bad s- alternative. I could see that. I could see it now. Like, yeah. back then, he was still Mr. Mom. So, he, yeah. This was, at, this was before Batman. Yeah. So. so, did he, you know, they couldn't judge yet. Did he have it in him? Right. He was a comedic actor. He didn't yeah. have, right. hadn't done any dramas or anything. Didn't know if he so. had the depth yet. Imagine if that would have switched and we would have had Jeff Goldblum as Batman instead. That would have been, <laughs> been weird. Yeah. yeah. I can't see that. I could see Michael <laughs> Keaton playing this part, but I could not see Jeff Goldblum playing Batman. <laughs> It'd be I a very nervous Batman. I could yeah. see, I could see uh, Jeff Goldblum playing a villain in a superhero movie. Yeah, because he's kind of slimy, sense, yeah. you know? Like I know he's in the new Thor that's coming out. I don't know if he's a villain or a huh. what, but... He's good in this movie, though, regardless. Yes, he yeah. is. Um, so makeup took five hours <laughs> to apply. God. I'm really fascinated by the, the horror movie makeup, so this would be one of those movies where I would love to just, like, see, like, the deleted scenes of that, like, if there are any, you know, because um, it's intense. Um, the makeup artist won an Academy Award for this movie. Well, I there you go. That, yeah. And rightfully, rightfully so. Rightfully so. Yes. It's we'll, grody. We'll we'll talk more about it once we get to those scenes, but yes, it's uh, pretty fantastic makeup that still stands up today. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. Absolutely. I was squirming. Yeah. Uh, I told Trish, I said, don't eat anything before you watch this movie. I was eating oh, chips. Oh, yeah. I, in, uh, in, it's I a slow stop. burn, too. 
yeah. a little bit. Once it starts, it starts again, but it's a slow burn. Yeah. You know. Um, and speaking of not eating, the vomit was made of honey, eggs, and milk. Oh, well, that's <laughs> that's funny that you say that. I was wondering, that um, combination is actually a great face mask. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> and the eggs, when they, if you leave it on your face, that's the part that like you can peel it off, too, and uh, take off all your dead skin. Uh. <laughs> I mean, it looks like something else, too. I don't want to go there, but... That was so disgusting. Yeah, it, it was very gross. Um, this is this is something I did not know that I read um, as I was writing this down was there is an opera that was produced in 2008 based on this movie that was directed by David Cronenberg and had Howard Shore, who did the score for the movie, do the music. That's I can awesome. also <laughs> see that being because of like how the love story drives yeah. it. You know, like the like it's kind of a classic like woman torn between two men thing so I could see that being like a, a definitely any kind of musical or opera but, but an opera that's that's what that's yeah like that's what they were like a, they're like a musical I'd be like fine whatever but an opera that was that's yeah so it's taking it a, a bit far there has to be like a Brundlefly type song in it right <laughs> probably where he, or that's just said like ver- so verbosely by the lead character and speaking of music this movie has one of my favorite scores I've ever heard in my life. I love the music in this movie. I have the... I was able to buy the score on CD a long time ago, but it's a fantastic score. Yeah, it was good. Um, which leads me to... Um, I think it's in the documentary where they're just like... Uh, Mel Brooks was like... There's a scene where Jeff Goldblum's walking to a bar, and the music's really high. It's like big, epic music. And <laughs> Mel Brooks was just like... Why is the music like he's just walking down the street? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's nothing going on in this. Yeah. <laughs> but whatever, it's good music. Yeah, that's why it's so loud. It's like, wait a second, you got to listen to this. <laughs> um, many people viewed this as a cultural metaphor for AIDS. Oh, I, I read that. Wow. I feel like that's something that some even before the internet they had crackpots I guess but I just yeah I think someone just saw something and decided to run with it well this was back when AIDS was AIDS like nobody yeah, knew I know, what yeah, it was and like the lesions on the face I guess is one of the symptoms of AIDS yeah. and stuff like that so that's I guess and like the withering and the uh, yeah, yeah I could see that they mention in the movie that he thinks it's a type of cancer yeah right? um, but and they talk about they don't know whether or not it's contagious. You're right. Yeah. And then the, how the woman wants to help him, the man tells her to stay away. That's very reminiscent of um, the the attitude towards AIDS patients yeah, in the 80s, for sure. Um, there's a line, and it's it's so subtle in the movie if you don't if you're not paying attention to it. But in the original Fly movie with Vincent Price, there's a classic scene where. There's a, you see the fly and he's got like a human arm and a human head and he's in a spider web and he's like help me help me. Uh, there's a line in the Jeff Goldblum version where he does say help me, but he says it in a sympathetic like help me way. Oh right. yeah, but when he's was, asking. At the but end. it's in there because of that. Yeah. Okay. So that's the tribute. Yeah. That's pretty much the only tribute. Yeah. Um, this was the first film to have its broadcast premiere on Fox. Hmm. Yeah, I thought Ooh, that was interesting. Fox. <laughs> What's well, a Fox movie, Trish? It's True. Made by Still Fox. Fox. Um, it's included in the list of 1001 films to see before you die. That's. I would agree with that. Um, a third film was attempted in the, uh, the 90s with Rennie Harlan as the director and Gina Davis returning called Flies, but it never okay. happened. 
Um, which would have been a great title, seeing, like, you know, Aliens. Yeah, yeah. right? So, yeah. Um, there was a comic book series in 2015 called The Fly Outbreak, and that followed the after the second movie. I did not see any of that comic thing. I do have that comic series. I've really? read the first issue. It's a very interesting artwork. I was going to okay. ask, what's yeah. the illustration yeah. like? It's because weird. that's where I... If, I... if I think of it, I'll bring it into yeah. work one day and I'll For show sure. you. I would love to look at that. Um, there was a 2000... In 2003, they were going to remake the film, but it never happened. Good. Um, <laughs> I, honestly, I wouldn't mind Don't... seeing another one, but the thing is, is that it's just going to be CGI. And that's... If you were going to get David Cronenberg to do it, yeah. I would be down with that. Yeah, I would you know. be too. Um, Gene Siskel named the film the 10th best film of 1986. I wasn't around for 1986. So. I'm surprised. It makes me feel old, Trish. I, mean, I, was, I, was, I was only two. But I don't even think like my parents had met yet. So I'm just surprised that Gene Siskel had a, that good a taste. Yeah, because he, he him never and, did. <laughs> him and Ebert didn't like uh, horror movies. So no. I, that's why I wrote it down as a fun fact, because I'm just like, that's I like the fact that that is. Um, and then it was released on DVD twice, once in, in 2000. Uh, with part two, it was released as a two-disc special edition in October of 2005. It was released on Blu-ray October 9th, 2007, and it made $40.5 million upon release. Not bad, cha-ching. <laughs> we're done with the fun facts. It's, there's just one more. Like, <laughs> okay, we're not. Since <laughs> you're talking about what other actors, yeah, Mel Gibson was considered for the really? role, too, and that. That, but turned it down to do Lethal Weapon. Good. Smart so, choice. Yeah. <laughs> For both sides, yes. smart choice. That That's a win-win. That's that a win-win for them. It's a win-win situation, yeah. <laughs> would have been interesting to see that, though. Anyway, moving on. Um, okay, oh, it should also be noted that Jeff Goldblum and Janet Davis were dating at the time, so... Uh, <laughs> oh, I was going to say, though, that their chemistry did not look too good in the movie. But, whatever, they didn't stay together, obviously, no. so... Um, okay, so we're going to do our beat-by-beat. Beat, and I'll start. So, the movie opens with a really cool opening sequence where it's kind of like, um, almost like the vision of a fly, becoming more and more like the, the vision of a human. Um, basically, it's a shot of a party, but it's like, looks like a fly, and then as the credits get closer to the end, it becomes clearer and clearer to our vision, and then we meet up with Seth uh, Brundle. Played by Jeff Goldblum and Ronnie something or other. I don't remember. Her I last forgot name. his last name. <laughs> uh, she and that's played by Gina Davis. So they're talking. He says that he's got this great idea. They're at like a science scientific convention. Yeah, something like it's, that. Yeah, literally whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, it was some kind of party or whatever. He's like, I got this great idea. Come back to my apartment. For some reason, she does. And uh, well, great idea. <laughs> Come yeah. back to my apartment. She's That's a great idea. She's a reporter, and he's like a scientist, so he's trying to sell her a story. Right. So they go back. On the way there, he's like, oh, I get car sick, and blah, blah, blah. It sounds stupid, but it, it has a point. <laughs> That's why I bring it up. So they get back to the, his loft, I guess is what you would call that. I was actually admiring his warehouse right? loft. I would love to right? live there. Oh my god, exposed brick walls, like plumbing, you know, all of it. It was probably like six times bigger than the apartment I used yeah, to Yeah, garage doors <laughs> and stuff, very cool. Yeah. A room for three pods in there. Right? Yeah. So. <laughs> and a piano in mm -hmm. the middle yeah. of the room. Um, so he goes back and shows her the telepods, which are... He doesn't explain what they are. He asks for... 
something from her to put in the machine, which for some reason, and I never understood this, he's like, it needs to be personal. I don't understand what the point of that was. Uh, <laughs> wasn't it a... Was it because it has to pick up some matter? Or no, so? I don't know. I Maybe think, that was just a line. I think, I think it was just a line. I think it was just a line. I think, too, that um, so she could recognize that it wasn't a magic oh, trick. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Because if it was Cause the like, first thing she did was oh, pick it up and look at like the seam. it was like a piece of paper or something. Right, or like if that. he picked up something in his own yeah, apartment. Yeah, because she, ha- she yeah, did okay. immediately doubt him and then look at the stocking and look at her other one. and yeah, like you're right. Okay. That's, Maybe yeah. you're right, Trish. Overanalyzing like, it works. You just totally changed my, my perspective. <laughs> yeah. Perspective of this movie. I don't like it anymore. Thanks, Trish. Sorry. Um, so she gives him a stocking, he puts it in the machine, and it moves from one machine to the other. She doesn't believe it, that it's been teleported, and that's She's pretty, wrong. Yeah. So she's blown away by this, and she's like, I'm going to write an article about this. And then he freaks out and says, no, you can't do that. And I'm like... He just he, leaked it to a reporter, yeah, like, to get her to reporter. his apartment. He also you know? freaks out in, like, classic Jeff Goldblum eccentric like, freak no, out no, no, fashion no, 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 no. you know yeah and he uh it's basically like he shared his top secret uh it's not even his right isn't that what he says to her like this isn't even my project like i'm only working on it yeah i think he does say something along those lines i know that he he works for a company called bartok industries and they're the ones who pay for everything and he just contacts them and he's like hey i need this and i need that and then they kind of put it all together they're like his sponsors him, yeah right? which is interesting like he mentions that they never bother him but you would think that they would like be checking up at, at some point in the movie with him or something. I don't know how billionaire Especially when he just disappeared well I don't yeah because yeah. he doesn't seem he's not like reporting a, to anybody yeah, anymore right? and he doesn't seem like a super accredited inventor scientist at the beginning of the movie either right? no it seems no one like is they like walking picked up, up like a him, fringe like, scientist but they do mention in the next scene where Ronnie goes to her editor that he almost won the Nobel Prize for Physics when he was 20. Never mind. So, so maybe, maybe I should have paid closer was, attention yeah. in, the, in the beginning. <laughs> the only reason I know that is because I wrote a quiz for the website, which I totally forgot to mention the name of the website at the beginning of the episode. Oops. Wolfbaneblooms.com. Check it out. <laughs> um, yeah, we were supposed to have the podcast up for the anniversary, but technical issues and... Um, so I wrote a quiz for them, so they had something to put up for that day. Oh, okay. Um, oh, because I'm sure the fans were so desperately waiting. Yeah, I'm sure. For the, the 31st anniversary, damn to it. To the day. To the day. <laughs> All right? No procrastination. I'll take, you know what, I'll take the blame. It's my fault. Yeah, whatever. It is what it is. Um, so I did that. So, And that was one of the questions was, how old was he when he was? He almost won the Nobel Prize for the physics? So he was Did they a, say what he almost won for? They don't mention that. They just sort of. I don't. They just say so. physics. Don't yeah. worry about it. He's fucking important. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> this guy's up and coming. So the the next scene is she's at her editor's office. Um, they're talk. He's talking, or she's mentioning the um, the uh, the whole telepod thing, and he's her editor, whose name is Staffis, um, is just like, oh, it's a. You know, it's just an act. He's trying to get in your pants and yada, yada, yada. And uh, so... uh, We also find out in that scene that he's her ex-boyfriend and her boss. Yes. And still has a key to her apartment. Yeah, we find that out a little bit later, but yes. Oh, I thought that was the same scene. My Uh, bad. um, No, because then uh, Seth shows back up and he's just like, uh, cheeseburger. (laughs) Oh, right. (laughs) 
So they they go eat, and he's just like, "You should be the one to tell the story, but I don't want it to be in a new a magazine. Let's write a book, and uh, we'll." You do should all stay this. for a while. Yeah. yeah, that sort of deal. Yeah, and then uh, then the next scene is where uh, Stathis is in Ronnie's apartment uh, in the shower. He's yeah. a total creep, isn't yes, he? Yes, he is. Well, he, I, he, he kind, he's kind of a hero. Well, that's of. what I was thinking at the end. They made him um, like the every every man's hero. Yeah, except that he doesn't do anything. He's just there for her at the end. <laughs> he, just get, he just gets horribly injured. Yeah, malt. <laughs> how we're not going to tell you how he gets horribly injured yet, but <laughs> um, so yeah, we learn more about uh, Stathis and um, Ronnie. And I think the next scene after that is the baboon uh, transportation. Yeah, so... Yeah. Now, this is a scene that was cut out of the TV version. Not the scene itself, but the uh, reveal of what happens to the baboon. So, was... the TV version, he's fine. No, the TV version, the door opens, and you hear that sound it's making. And oh. you don't get to see it. it. Yeah. But that um, writhing yeah. pile of, uh, I don't know, what... It tur- it, the, the baboon was turned inside out when it went through the teleportation. Yeah, because they hadn't he he hadn't figured it out yet, so right. that was unsuccessful. And they even say like it turned him inside out, which was yeah. it lo- it looked inside out. Oh yeah, and it's got one of the worst acted scenes right after that, in my opinion, anyway, where uh, she's like filming him and she's like, "We want your reaction." He's like, "Fuck is what I'm thinking." And I'm just like, "That was so that," and then her reaction is just I don't know. It just. It, it, it's the worst acting in the movie, in my opinion. The, well, the scream, you mean her scream or something? Is that, is that no, what she she's like, he's like, he's like, fuck is what I'm thinking. And then she says something like, uh, good, the world will want to know that. Yeah, when she's oh, trying to yeah, give yeah. him that interview, okay. yeah. Right. I'm like, oh, God, this is horrible. I think that was supposed to be like a moment for their romance. And um, that's just bad chemistry, like I was Probably. talking about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was supposed to be like a moment where they were like having some emotional connection, and uh, it fell flat for sure. Yeah. Jeff so, Goldblum doesn't come off like with a good temper. Like, no, it he just, doesn't. It's, he doesn't seem like an angry. No. He, he seems like the, the type of guy who can keep his cool and figure things out. Like, so him getting angry is like. Didn't seem. It, it doesn't work. He, I don't think he can do that. Yeah. And they didn't really explain, like, until after why it meant like why he was so emotional about the result of it you know with his monkey friends with his monkey friends <laughs> I was like who is this monkey what does he have an unlimited supply of baboons that's what I was thinking too because he's got two yeah and, <laughs> how many so, more are there it's like I only I don't have any baboons yeah so. I've never se- I've never seen a baboon that close in you real know, life let alone two a lot of the trivia on IMDB is about the baboons and how dangerous they were I'm sure they're extremely vicious creatures yeah Cronenberg was like terrified of them yeah. and shit. That's but Jeff funny. Goldblum just like <laughs> developed this friendship with them. Yeah. Well, because well, like, he was hugging them in the yeah, movie and there's stuff. A, there's a there's a, a shot where one of the baboons jumps into his arm. The brother, yeah. Yeah, and I'm just like, damn, like doesn't seem like he's terrified of the baboons. If you told me, so that... we obviously liked the baboons in the movie. <laughs> All of us are very excited to I talk about felt them. I bad for the one that the, the brother one that, that was left behind. And... No, because there's a scene, and I don't know why, but when he goes, when Jeff Goldblum goes through the teleporters, uh, the baboon is like holding onto his shoe, like he's like, like he's terrible. not gonna like... come back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh god, it broke my heart. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we're getting ahead of ourselves, so they uh, they start fucking, I guess. And uh, or they're making out. That's right. Yeah, because so following that lame emotional exchange, they have the 
scene where he uh, she's just like why do you wear, do you ever change your clothes and you know he yeah she opens clothes. up the closet yeah. and has the he does Einstein the Einstein deal. thing yeah, yeah. Um, and then she's like oh I got steak and we can make steak and as she's like they're talking he realizes what he needs to do to fix the teleportation so he teleports the steaks Right. And, oh. Or he teleports one state. Yeah, yeah, it's the and flesh. Then, um, it's something she actually said to him while they were having sex. Yeah, like it's the, like, like, she's like, oh, I could just eat you up, yeah. you know, something about your flesh. And then he, when they're making the steak, it plays back to him. Right. Yeah. So he teleports the one steak. She she eats both of them. She says the one that was teleported doesn't taste right, tastes synthetic. And then he realizes what he has to do. He goes and plays with his computer. Yeah. So just, then she goes to buy him a leather jacket, which... Which the computer, though, is a character all on its own yeah. in the movie. Yeah, because so. you've you know, you got to read a little bit in this movie. <laughs> Especially the, um, the reveal of what's going to happen at the end of the movie, you have to read it. Yeah, like you can't yeah. read. Because <laughs> even when I read, because even when I read it, I was like, "Are they really gonna do that?" And I was like, "Oh, they did." I missed it the first time I saw the movie because I didn't realize I had to read everything on the screen. So yeah, I, I missed that. So at the end of the movie, I'm like, "What in the hell is going on?" Yeah, well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Let's not skip ahead. Um. So yeah, she goes to buy him a leather jacket, which I've only bought one leather jacket in my life. Do they actually make leather jackets that look that beat up? Yes. Okay. I, I used to work at Burlington do. Coat Factory. Uh-huh. I have heavy experience in coats. <laughs> and we had plenty of leathers that came distressed like, in that fashion. I, when I saw them, I'm like, who the hell's buying that coat? You know what, though? If you've ever <laughs> bought a crispy leather jacket, like a, it, they're so tight and it, like it's too hot and unfashionable. And so I think she made a great choice. It was a beautiful leather coat, yeah. if you ask me. Um, so she runs into Stathis, who followed her. He apparently hung out outside... Seth's uh, apartment the entire night and then Creep. followed her to the store. Yeah, stopping and then, her. Uh, another one of my favorite lines. He's dedicated. Yeah. Another one of my favorite lines was, uh, she's like, oh, I'm, I'm about to discover something. He's like, what? His cock? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was good. He, he plays like the total typical jealous dude. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure like I've had an ex-boyfriend shout that at me <laughs> as I'm leaving. Anyways, uh, yeah, he, you know, corners her there um at the store and like the the salesperson is doesn't say nothing <laughs> i love that guy he's just wrapping up the jacket like letting this woman get like harassed i just love how you know he picks up the jacket he's like oh yeah he look great this don't you think so and he's talking to the salesperson yeah awkward <laughs> um so then the um, next scene after that i think is the baboon the successful baboon Right. Teleportation. So, yeah, now he's done the unsuccessful baboon, the yeah. successful steak. So then he's like, we got the baboon to go through. We got to send it for testing to make sure he's all right. Just because he appears all right doesn't mean he is all right. And uh, But then um, Ronnie finds the um, the particle, particle magazine is the magazine she writes for. And she finds this, like, illustration of the cover with... Seth on the front of it wearing the leather jacket too by the way already well, like, I mean, he went he went right back he was pissed and he's he like got I gotta draw this up real sketching. quick yeah um and then she they're supposed to like they're talking about going on like a vacation together yeah this romance happens so fast it's, this yeah, has yes. been like two days <laughs> yeah. I, and um she slept over the first night 
And like the second night, they're like, we need to take a vacation. This is very yeah. stressful. It's just, I can't believe how fast that. I think going. she wanted to offer that to him, though, so that they can get away from the editor, because she did say it right after she no, yeah. picked up the cover. I understand that part, but like, it's just like. Very. Could you imagine if somebody started working with you and then the second day they're just like, we need to go on a vacation? <laughs> well, I don't know. No. Right. I wouldn't go with that person. I, they have very interesting trust, like standards for trust. I, I, you know, and maybe that speaks of Jeff Goldblum's character that he's like, a, he comes off as like an introvert. So like yeah, and like does he of, know they they were they used to date yet then either or is he he just thinks that he no, he's the editor he of the magazine he doesn't find out until way into the yeah exactly thing because he's up on the top of the build no wait that's when he finds out about the no I that's know the but, other okay, he doesn't yeah. know they they dated yet I think there so his reaction is probably more just like sweet yeah, he even says your editor slid that under the door yeah yeah like, he's, he's about like, to he's no, about to find out friends yeah he's about to find out because she explains that all to him and says look. He wants something out of this. You know what I mean? And I got to go talk to him. Uh, she doesn't explain too much. And then she goes to him, right, to tell him, like, you got to cut this shit out. Yeah. You can't write the that's, story. And that's exactly the next scene. Yeah. He's just like, I'm, you know, forming your your story. That's my job. And um, so that plays out. And while that's going on, Jeff Goldblum's getting drunk with the baboon. Yeah, because his <laughs> girlfriend left to go talk to her ex. He yes. found out, like, oh, no, like, now she's going to stay with him. Yes. He's talking to himself, that's you know. Exactly, that's right. That's when he finds out. Right, yeah. and he found yeah. out. She told He's him, crying. like. She told him, like, everything there, too, right? That she still, hey, still has a key to their apartment. And yeah, she explained everything. But she's yeah. like, it's over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you know, dude, I mean, guys don't care. No, you, I know. You just say that all you want. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying that he does, or just, she does mention that. I just that. need an excuse yeah. to go get drunk with this baboon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, they're bros. So yeah, he's, he's getting drunk with the baboon, and he notices a fly, like, flying around the baboon. The baboon's reacting to it like a normal baboon he's would. Swatting. And he's just like, you're fine. He's like, fuck this, I'm going through. Yeah, because he's drunk and impulsive, and yep. he wants to prove a point, and, you know, they get adventurous. I, I think the moral of that part is a woman will just drive you to do crazy things. Like, she, like try to that's it. yourself. That's it. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, that's basically it. He's emotionally distraught. And he gets butt-ass naked and gets in the... Yes. <laughs> the I enjoyed the view. Nice tan buns. Um... You know, I'm not gay, but he did have a pretty damn good rock and roll body. Yeah, like. he, he was he was um, properly built for the yeah. for this scene too, and he's like crawling around, kind of monkey like, yeah. you know. The movie was ahead of its time. He's like the action hero scientist yeah. thing. Yeah, you know? almost like an Incredible Hulk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. there you go. Because the the nerd does not often get the hero role. No, and not that he's totally a hero in this, but his character was never really. I don't think he's necessarily not a hero. I don't think he's a hero or an. Uh, anti-hero or a villain i think he's just he's the victim he's like the catalyst and a victim yeah Yeah. he he made a mistake and he paid for it yeah Um, he fell victim to his own genius exactly um so he goes to the teleporter and there's the flies in the teleporter and he comes out and he looks fine and doesn't notice the fly actually right right yeah um and then passes out does he pass out? Yeah, because the girlfriend comes home oh, in the yeah, middle of the night. Oh, yeah, he's on, like, the bed, yeah. Right. Yeah. And okay. then he's like, he's like, I went through, and she's like, you didn't wait for me? And he's like, I filmed it. I yeah. love how he's drunk, but he's, like, able-bodied he's enough to, like, get the camera set up. and. Well, you know, like, after you've slept a couple hours well, after a long night, you can do a couple things. No, I'm talking about he did this when he went to the teleport. He got the oh, camera yeah. set up. So. Yeah. 
When he, well, yeah, when he was that drunk and threw himself through the teleporter, he had well, the, he was, the, the place of mind to set up the recording. He was equipment. mad at his girlfriend. He's like, I'm going to show her. I'm going to sh- <laughs> show her I went through here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they, they get back together. And then uh, the next scene, I think, is in the cafe where he's just putting, like, the entire thing of sugar in his coffee. Oh, yeah. And right. it grosses her out. They're yeah. talking. And he just keeps putting sugar more and more in the coffee. And then that's when you start seeing him get a little angry. Because he's just like, he's like, oh, you know what? I think I will take one of those scones. He's like, waitress. He's like, God damn it. Where is she? Yeah. yeah. He bangs the table. He starts talking fast. Yeah. Um, and he's talking about how going through the teleporter was like a uh, purification. Yeah, it's like cleansing. So right. Um, so they start fucking like crazy. They're yeah, just... they go home. And, you know, because he feels rejuvenated, yeah. he makes that move on her. And she's just like, we've been going at this for hours. <laughs> and um, you don't get to see his face at the beginning i think we're focusing more on her you know ladies like partially naked i think he still looks pretty normal yeah. no he, not he's, at the end of this he does not he's no at the, at the end of the scene i think he i think he still looks normal enough in the cafe he looks normal but when they're done having sex he looks gross because i, I remember i think th- he's as far gross as you think he is is you remember he had like the spots on his face and yeah, stuff yeah but it was like not i yet. remember thinking if i were having um, sex with Joe and I looked over at him and his face had all those black spots on it I would say some shit it looked more like he had like acne kind yeah of acne, you know yeah well I mean 24 hours or maybe I like guess. a rash on his face yeah maybe from like, eating a pound of sugar yeah yeah Jeez. that'll do that you'll break out for <laughs> um, sure so oh we forgot I forgot to mention there's a scene where um, and I think this is before he goes through yeah, it's when they are first in bed. He's got like a a piece of like like a, a microchip oh, or some yeah. shit on his back mm-hmm. that caused like this cut in his back, and she pulls it out and everything like that. So now We've she starts this. to notice that there's like hairs coming out of the wound, right? And they're not like normal hairs. She has to like really try to cut through them. They're really tough. Yeah, yeah, um, and and that also looks very grody. Yeah, and that's the scene where he's walking around in his underwear and they blur out his crotch. Yeah. <laughs> That's outrageous. Uh, that's also... there. Uh, I'm going to talk about a few scenes in this movie that are, like, my favorite scenes in the movie. Most of them are when Jeff Goldblum gets upset. Like, I thought so, you were going to say most of them Gold, Jeff Goldblum gets naked. Those are my favorite scenes. Those are my favorite scenes in the movie. Yeah. I rewind them. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> like, why'd they blur out his crotch, damn it? Yeah. I think I can still see it. <laughs> um... No, it's when he gets upset, and this is the first one where he he gets upset with her because he wants her to go through the teleporter, and she won't do it. Right. Oh yeah, he starts and, getting real yeah. weird. And that's there's a I can't remember. I'm not gonna sit here and quote the movie, but there's a really good line in there. Actually, it's a really really long line where he talks about he's just like he's like you're afraid to be broken down and rebuilt and this and that. And it's just a really good scene because Jeff Goldblum's a great actor. I'm I know what you're saying. Yeah. Like I love Jeff Goldblum. I think he's great. Um, so he uh, he leaves. He puts his fucking leather jacket on and leaves and goes to a bar. And that's He's the also topless under that leather yeah. jacket in this scene, which I thought was hysterical. He? Like, he didn't put a yeah. shirt on. He just threw his jacket he on. He put his yeah. pants on, though. Yeah. Just... <laughs> well, he threw his jeans on and the jacket on. Yeah. yeah. So he goes to a bar, and that's the scene where he's walking, and the music's, like, really super epic, and he's just walking down the street. Yeah. Um, but he's really, I think, what that scene, like, the fly is. Yeah. 
it's supposed to be like the madness is starting to take yeah, over. Yeah, in the brain, yeah. yeah. And I think that works fine. I never once sat there and was like, this music is too epic. Like, why is it? Yeah, here? I never thought about that at all. It was supposed to be it. like, you know, a rising climax, I guess. You know, yeah. the movie's getting more intense, whatever. Um, so he goes to a bar and finds this... Sleaze. She's a I don't care what you she guys is. are. Wait, way no, too but the harsh. boyfriend came, didn't he? Both of you. She's a fucking prostitute. She's a fucking sleaze. She's just a girl at a bar. Jeez. No, she's real mean to him too, isn't she? No. No. Oh. He's really uh, nice to her. No. So, anyway. Yeah. So he goes in there and he's like hitting on her and her boyfriend, I guess. Uh, is just like, what the fuck are you doing, man? And he's like, I got a hundred dollars. He says I can beat you because they're arm wrestling, and. uh he agrees to it, and they start arm wrestling, and he, he's like, oh, this is going to be really hard, you know, being sarcastic. And they start arm wrestling, and he realizes that he can't get his arm, and, like, you start seeing, like, pus come out of, like, yeah. set, uh, Jeff Goldblum's fingertips, and uh, then he breaks his arm. Yeah, and uh, he plays yeah. with him, too, um, because... They were doing the arm wrestling, and didn't he like let him get back? And he's like, "Hey, it hurts my wrist when you do that." Trish, oh, you're, th- movie? you're thinking of Twin Peaks. Oh okay, shoot, I was, I was say, just I watching Twin Peaks. There was definitely no talking in this. <laughs> too many arm wrestlings this week, guys. Sorry, <laughs> that's two different things. Okay, so they arm wrestle, and yeah, he snaps his wrist. I know snaps this one, and it's fucking comes gross. Through the skin. Yeah. yeah, good. Like, uh, also, again, good. That's effects. also cut out of the TV version. So, which is also the like classic Cronenberg of. Just quick violence that is just brutal too, and it yeah. works. You you sit there and you're like, holy shit! Like, because <laughs> this is the first time we're seeing too that like something is really going on. Yeah, now. not just his attitude. Yeah, it's like something's really going on with him. So he takes the girl and they go back to his apartment. Why does she go with him? He because picks her up. He picks her up. He's like a smooth talker. Yeah, he's he like whisks her. Says I win and I get the girl. Yeah, he whisks her away. Yeah, yeah but if she's not for sale, if she's not a prostitute, <laughs> she's not why? For sale. <laughs> if she's not a prostitute, why did she go with him for a hundred dollars? Because she's he a prostitute. There you go. Well, obviously, I mean, everybody, every woman knows that you know when your man loses an arm wrestling match, you belong to the the winner. Right. Yeah. So they go back, and he goes through the teleporter again in front of her, just to like, I guess, prove a her. point. Yeah. Like, and uh, I guess I think they fuck. Like you don't see it, but I think they do, because um, they're sitting in bed. Like, yeah, later. that's where they end up again. Yeah. So they I'm totally fuck. Yeah, I think it's implied. And he's still looking real. Like now oh, he's now really, he's starting to look bad. You know, like he's still got his teeth and his fingernails yeah, and stuff. Yeah, but he looks like. His, his skin yeah. is jacked point. now, yeah. And he wants her to go through the teleporter. She refuses, and he's and that's where the line comes in. She's like, no, I'm afraid. He's like, don't be afraid. And then Gina Davis, out of nowhere, is just like, no, be afraid. Be very afraid. Yeah, he's trying to drag her into the teleporter. Yeah. And she's yeah. already, he already tried to drag. Well, now Roger. getting other yeah. people to go in has become yeah. like an obsession of his. Yeah. Too. Which is like crazy why he's like so obsessed with that. Yeah. But... Um, so he, uh, she leaves, and Ronnie's just like, there's something wrong with you. Look at you. Look at your face. Yeah. And See how you're acting. Yeah. And then he, uh, she's like, you're sick. And he's like, he just starts punching the shit out of the wood on the wall. Does this look like a sick man? Yeah. And then he throws her out. He says, uh, don't come back. So she goes crying to her, uh. She, I don't think she goes crying to anyone, because I think it just jumps in time at that point. Doesn't she... Is no, this... she doesn't go crying to anyone. I think he's just there, and then they jump around to him, right? Yeah, because they jump forward in time, and then she gets a phone call from him. 
him. Oh, yeah. And he's like, I need you here. And, and they mentioned something. I think it's been six weeks. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And uh, she said and it's been like, yeah, it's been six weeks. I haven't heard from you or yeah. something like that. And they show like the deterioration. Like, right, doesn't he go to the mirror a couple times before he calls her again? Oh, that's right. He goes and pulls his fingernails out. Right. That's which right. is and, always. And puts a, them in the medicine cabinet. Which is always a sure way to get me to gross out in a horror movie. Oh, yeah. and fingernail removal is just they, disgusting. They, I've always said I can handle anything in horror movies except for it's fingernails. Disgusting. And something happening to people's eyes. The oh, eye thing doesn't bother me. Just seeing the finger, maybe because I've had a fingernail like that hang off, and gro- it's so gross. Yeah, I can't handle it. Like when you watch somebody dragging their fingers across the oh, eye, yeah. yeah, they're ripped off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's it's some of the disgusting. grossest stuff for sure. Yeah, so he goes and throughout the movie, you see him biting his fingernails when he's like nervous or whatever. Yeah, right? and he finally so, just and it just comes right off, and yeah. he's like, is this, he's like, is this what happens? Am I dying? You know, right? And, and then it goes, it jumps forward to the. Six weeks later, or whatever. Yeah, the phone call, mm-hmm. the help like, me please phone call. And he's walking like with two canes, and he's fucked up. The, his like, butt, his yeah, face his, is his up even and, his figure like is not like totally upright. Right. You know? I think he's still wearing the jacket though, if I'm not mistaken. He was wearing a red plaid shirt. Oh, okay. I thought he was still wearing the. I jacket. I don't think so, unless I totally missed it, which I <laughs> pretty. I know he was wearing a red plaid shirt, and then um. Yeah, that, his ear falls off. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, so she comes to see him after the phone call. And, um, yeah, his yeah, all his shit's falling off. And then he's like, come look at the medicine cabinet. He's yanking her all around oh, the that, apartment. That's way, way later. Than oh, my cabinet. God. Yeah. Stop letting me lead, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Steve, you go ahead. Um, I, <laughs> he, calls for, he calls her for help. Then yeah, what happens? And then uh, she sees him, and he says that he thinks it's a form of cancer. Uh, his ear falls off. You got that gray lie where he's like, my ear, no. <laughs> well, all his fingernails have fallen off. There's not, he's wearing gloves at that point. I think there's really only yeah, one. garden gloves. Yeah. I think it's the fear of once his ear's gone, there's really only one other thing that's going to fall off. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, my dick. Yeah. I just, well. I just love the way. Like, I don't know how I'd react if my ear fell off, but I really don't think it would be my ear. No. I'd probably faint, I think, but... I... Um, so he's like, help me, and that's where the line is, and she hugs him on the side where his ear fell off. Right. <laughs> I remember thinking, why get so close to that? Why? She, um, Gina Davis actually said that she didn't realize she did that until a, a fan pointed it out. Like, it oh, was really? Just, yeah. It was just the way the hug went? Yeah. yeah. Um, so she... I don't know... Okay, now I'm going to get confused. Because there's so much stuff like going back and forth. Well, she goes in between, like she doesn't tell staff. No, no, she goes away, and then he starts to document what's going on with him, where he shows you how he has to eat his food now and everything. Right? She leaves. He does something, and then he comes back, and that's when he's crawling on the wall. Right. She goes to talk to her. That's when he shows how to how. She goes to talk to her boss and says he needs help. Or is that later? are we missing something, guys? Probably. <laughs> I'm usually really good at this, but I'm missing a, a spot here. So, anyway, there's a, eventually she comes back, and he's crawling on the walls, and he's, at this point, really far gone. His teeth are fucked up. His hair is falling out. Um, His skull is, like, starting to get lumpy. Yeah. Uh, and then he, he like he's like, here, document me, and I'll show you how I eat. And this is the scene. Out of the entire movie, I have no problem with anything until he shows. Actually, you know what? We forgot when he first, when she first comes back to him, he does sh- 
like take a donut and just throws up on it. Yeah. Right. And then he's like, oh, and I'm he's sorry, got, that's disgusting. And he's got the puke on his shirt, yep. too. So, yep. like, the first time she goes there, we see the puke, but not like we're about to. Yeah, and yeah. in this, well, it's not so much the puke, because you don't see it. It's all heard, because he's, like, explaining why he has to eat like that. Yeah. And um, he's like, this is how a fly eats, so this is how I have to eat and digest. And he starts calling person. himself the Brundle fly, right? Yeah. And yeah. uh, he's like, how does Brundlefly eat? Right. <laughs> like it's a kid's show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's exactly how he does yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so he he does that. And then we cut to Stathis watching the video. Yeah, see that. This is, this is where it gets disgusting because you hear him go, which is nothing. But then you hear him like sucking it up. <laughs> God. It's, like, uh, it's just in uh, your imagination. You're just like, oh gross. my God, so disgusting. Yeah, very, very gross. Um, and then Ronnie comes home crying, and Stathis goes, asks her what's up, and we find out that Ronnie is pregnant with Seth's baby. Uh, right. So, yeah, she has that dream, too, where... Um... Yeah, that's coming up. <laughs> oh, she the dream didn't come before she knew she was pregnant? No, I thought that's was, what made her think she was pregnant. No, it was, uh, it's afterwards. But um, she doesn't know because they had sex both before and after he went through the teleporter. Oh, yeah. So, so she, she says she wants it out. Right. And then she has the dream where David Cronenberg has a cameo as the doctor. Right. Um, and she, like, she goes in for an abortion and they pull out a maggot, a gigantic maggot. <laughs> like, wiggling around. Yeah. So disgusting. Ugh. Gross. So uh, she goes back to see him one more time. And this is probably my favorite scene in the entire movie. Um, and he, this is when you see the medicine cabinet with all the body parts in it. Yeah, that was one of my, that was one of my favorite gross scenes. Yeah. Um, well, actually I left a scene out. There's a scene where he tries to figure out, uh, how to separate himself from the fly. Oh yeah. And it says you need more human. Something like that. Yeah. More humans to dilute fly. That's basically what it said. Right. And that's when he puts the pencil in his mouth and pulls his teeth out oh yeah and he's like oh thinking 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 oh shit my teeth just fell out yeah um so when she first shows back up he's just like my teeth have begun to fall out would you like to see the museum of brendel yeah i love yeah and then he takes her to the medicine cabinet which is full of all sorts of jars and like nasty and by this point this is like the worst he's gonna get as jeff goldblum yeah Pretty much, gonna... right? All his teeth have fallen yeah. out, and they're like those fucking weird little looking nubs yep. and shit. And, now. Uh, and yeah, he, uh, it's like his entire body is yeah. covered in like boils and everything. Yeah, yeah. he's his. It they they start. This is where there must be like that five hours of makeup that they're talking about. Because yeah. um, I I would assume when he was wearing like a shirt and stuff, it was just like from his shoulders up. And yeah, stuff like yeah. That, maybe his arms. But um, this is full body. Yeah, this is like there's. There, I think there's only. Only one shot in the entire movie where you see him from head to toe. Oh, maybe not. Maybe more. But you only there's only a few shots where you see his entire body. Yeah, and it's not long yeah. in the movie that you get to see him yeah. as the I think fly. When he jumps through the window towards the end, you see his whole body too. But yeah. Um. So he comes out and starts rambling on about insect politics. <laughs> yeah, which is interesting that like the 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 creature inside him has taught him insect politics. Right? You know what I mean? Like I get that um, intuition. But, like, that he's managed to, like, you know, build a speech on. I guess he's been by himself a long time. Yeah. <laughs> but my favorite line in the entire movie is when he's, like, uh, he's, like, I'm an insect who dreamt he was a man and loved it, but now the dream is over and the insect is awake. 
and then he's like, I'm going to hurt you if you stay. And, like, it's just this. I, like, I think this is the great romance thing, too. Like, you have to stay away from me. Yeah. Like, I'm never going to be a man again. Like, you can't love me, you know. I think the madness of, like, what's going on with him is is taking over, and he can't control it anymore. Yeah, yeah. and he tells her to stay away, yeah. yeah. And I love that, and she's, like, starts losing it, and then he completely loses it, too, and after she leaves. And Don't they hug there, too? No, they never I swear there's one part where they scene. touch it. I just remember being so disgusted that the, like, that shit on him got on her, like, shirt. Like, oh, that's so nasty. I think that's when he, the ear falls off. Oh, maybe yeah. you're yeah. right. I, I just remember thinking, like, all that, like, nasty goop is, like, so... That's oh. the last one. Unless I'm mistaken, I think that's the only time that they hug after that, they started that. Yeah. Like, oh, the last time. The yeah. body yeah. horror stuff is just so gross. <laughs> uh, so she runs downstairs because Stath is, is there, and she's like, I need this baby out of me. I, I can't do it. I can't we, we yeah. get rid of it. And Seth's up on the roof. Right. That's Watching. he finds out about the baby because yeah. she doesn't tell him. And uh, so he takes her to a doctor in the middle of the night to get an abortion. Because she's, like, hysterical. She is freaking the fuck out. Yeah, she's well, like, because... I'll do it myself if I have to. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> because, I guess, like, having seen what he's turning yeah. into, like, really validated, like, her fears, like, no, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> um, she even mentions when they go to the doctor that the baby could start off normal and Not eventually be. become something else, which leads us into the sequel, which we'll talk about later. Um... And then, uh, so she's, like, in the doctor's office and just jumps through the fucking... There's this just giant glass wall like the in kind a doctor's of, office. Yeah, like the kind Which of is obviously wavy. there for someone to jump through. Yeah. There's no other reason you have a glass it's wall that like that. It's that weird, wavy privacy glass, too. Yeah. There's so no reason that's there yet, unless you're planning no on having someone just crash through it. Yeah. So he jumps through it and kidnaps Like the Kool-Aid her. man. Um... And uh, he takes her, I think he takes her to a rooftop. And, like King Kong, yeah. Yeah, and right. he's just basically like, you know, have the baby. It's the only part that could be normal left, left of, of me. me. Yeah. And I love it because she's just like, I can't. And he's like, too bad. <laughs> 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 so then uh, Stathis is there the whole time, and he runs up to the glass and for no reason puts his hand on the glass so he can cut his hand. I never understood why he does that. He had to make sure it was really broken, maybe. <laughs> yeah, like, what is this? Um, so, Stathis gets back to Seth, uh, Seth's apartment, and that's when you have to read about what he's trying to do. So, Seth is trying to use the three telepo- the telepods to fuse himself, Ronnie, and their unborn child into one person. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Um, which would... So, obviously, madness has taken him over at this point. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. See, again, we can't really call him the villain right now because it's not him anymore. You know, he's no. he's been already... Vic- he's gone. He's the victim. The, the fly is the villain. Now, yeah. And it's not Seth. Yeah. And um, Seth shows back up. So, Stathis is there with a, a shotgun because he's going to kill Seth. And he... Seth and Stathis come face to face. It's the first time that Stathis has seen him in person. Yeah, so he's only seen the video. Right. And, and he then... is obviously taken aback as when he first sees him. I think he's like, Jesus. And uh, he tries to point the gun at him. And gets and scared. Seth yeah. Knocks, knocks him on his ass. And then 
vomits on his hand. <laughs> this part's bad, yeah. And it just disintegrates his hand. Yeah, the mix of, like, that white vomit and, like, they made, like, the pink foam, like, supposed to be flesh burning. Oh, see, so gross. Bone, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, God, it's so gross. And then he, So well done, though. And then though. once that's done, he does the same thing to his leg. Yeah, so yeah. if you weren't satisfied with uh, the first time, they gave us another, which was actually more flesh burning yeah. up. I don't think Seth was satisfied with the first time. That's yeah. why he went I don't think the he was leg. satisfied with the second one either because he was about to vomit on his face. Yes, yeah. he was. And then Ronnie stops him. And then there's this really awkward cut where he's down below. The, so she's way up in like a, on the roof, I yeah. guess, right. talking through a window. Well, because he left the, her up there. Right, and he's down on the ground, and then he's just like, the next shot, he's already up there like jumping down with her. And it's like, how do you get up there that fast? Doesn't well, he crash through that window too? I don't think so. No, not that just one. go into his apartment. No, he goes in. The window's open. Yeah, I think. And she's peeking down through it, yeah. So he explains. I, I guess he does explain what he's going to do. I forgot. He does explain. Yeah, he, he has tells, this whole speech He now. tells Gina Davis, yeah. And she, as he's trying to drag her to the thing, he starts turning into the final version. Yeah, of like life. pieces are like coming off, like, like limbs. Off yeah, yeah. his face. Just know, like cracks open. Yeah. yeah. And he gets that little fly snout. I think that's probably yeah. the most disgusting part is when the jaw falls off. Oh, yeah. She's, like, oh, yeah. trying to push him away. Yeah, she tries to push his face. The jaw falls off, and beneath it is that snout that flies have, like, a hanging tube. Yeah. Oh, gross. <laughs> that was probably, like, the... And, like, I expected it to be gore under there, but when I saw that they made it like that, I was like, oh, nasty. You got to admit, though, the effects in the movie are pretty fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. That's yeah. why, I mean, I'm not, like, yeah. just saying this is gross for no reason. I mean, it's gross right, awesome. Right. But even, like, as the final version of Brundlefly, like... Oh, the, yeah, it's still I good. actually have a figurine of Brundlefly. Oh, that's pretty oh, really? good. Uh, yeah. The Todd McFarlane one, right? Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, it's actually, it's a very, it's just a really cool-looking... Like, yeah. thing, yeah. yeah. Um, so he tries to... He actually does throw her into one of the telepods. And, and shuts the door and on he her, shuts yeah. this. And he's about to... Or he gets in the other one. Right. And Stathis is able to, like, you know, get out of his daze and get the shotgun, and he shoots the... Um, the, the power cable, cable yeah, yeah. That's connecting... Uh, the two Ronnie's of them. Top, Ronnie's pod to the other two. Yeah. Because he ends up going... And then Brundlefly breaks through the glass and tries to get out, but he doesn't get out in time for the... For the timer yeah. to go down. And then he combines, I guess, with... Um, the other telepod. <laughs> like he, this is what I was confused dude, about. Is no, that like if is... the empty telepod, like the telepod was empty before, right? But I guess he had tinkered to add that third telepod. Yeah, the wires and, were and, in there, Trish. and therefore, you yeah. know, when when he did that, That's like the thing is, like the yeah, the, the wires. I, I guess like that whole thing. Is, Science is not well that too, but it's also classic. Uh, Don't ask questions. It's also classic, like David Cronenberg stuff from his like earlier movies and shits, like combine things like that. Yeah. Well, I think to that, make it as disgusting as possible. Yeah, I think they just wanted to do that final transformation, like one more merger. Yeah, he's fucked up. He doesn't have legs anymore. No, he's, he's got like, power cords running yeah, out of got, him, and part of the telepod too. Like yeah. His back. Yeah, he's and, like like that's what his spinal cord is. He's just like a yeah. tail of like all cords so and he's, blood. He's just got arms, and he's like dragging himself to Ronnie. So Ronnie's got the shotgun now, and this this is a great scene too because it's a fucking like you know it's an, it's just a fucking like uh, 
costume. Yeah. And but he picks up the gun and puts, and it, puts it at head, his head. And yeah. you totally like are just like, oh my god, this is like the saddest story ever. Well, because and, like for a second, you know, you're like, oh, Brundle. <laughs> You know, again, going with that, like, you know, he, he was kind of like a, you know, you don't think of him as bad even at the end. To be fair, he really didn't, except for what he did to Stathis, he didn't really do anything horrible. Well, he did, yeah, but no he one did feels yank bad some women him. around. Yeah, okay, fine. But, he okay. won a woman in an arm wrestling contest. Which, I, which I also is, think is awfully misogynistic, is, but I'm going to let it pass. Fair is fair. Yeah, fair is fair. I mean, that's how never, that's how I ended up with Joe, guys. You guys insect know that? politics, okay? To be fair, he never hurt anybody except for Stathis. And He's, the arm wrestling guy. Uh, yeah, and the arm wrestling guy. But he never hurt Ronnie. Yeah, right. no, he he didn't he, actually he hurt the women. Yeah, her to do something, but he 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 didn't. Actually, it was the madness. It was yeah. the madness. And then she just fucking blows his head off. And <laughs> she's crying to do it. You know, yeah. she doesn't want to. They have that that whole you know at the yeah. last moment that touch of. Not to jock the guy's nuts too hard, but part of the reason that is real good is because of the director. You know, David Cronenberg is real good at, at telling you a story. Yeah. It was very so. good storytelling throughout the whole thing. I mean, we didn't tell a good story, but if you watch it, you'll get it. Um, I do want to point out that the scene where his head blows up is also not on the TV version. So that one's really weird because, like, I, I don't remember if you even hear that. I, I guess you have to hear the gunshot. Yeah. I think if I remember right. And then all of right, a sudden, it's just like the thing with no head, and it yeah. falls down. <laughs> if you've never seen the movie before, you're just like, what just happened? I guess I have to assume. I guess we're saying if, you're, if you've never seen it, watch the TV version first. <laughs> yeah, so you'll get to see a blurred out crotch. Um, no arm breaking. All the good stuff is out. No head exploding. You just yeah. get and the you story. you know something? I don't remember. This is a long time ago. I don't remember about the scene where he like throws up on his hand and stuff. So, how I'm could sure, you not? I I'm mean, sure that's not in the in the TV version. But yeah, I don't remember. That's probably why you don't remember. I got to imagine it wasn't right. Yeah, because it's just like, fucking doing it disintegrates and shit. I mean, that's, that's the, like so one of my favorite. Foot. Because that's, like, under clothes and shit. No, yeah. but the hand, like the you hand, see yeah. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that's the end of the movie. just ends. We, <laughs> yeah, we also left. There, all, there is one part we I think we left out that at the beginning of his transformation when he wakes up in the middle of the night and just starts doing, oh, like, yeah. fucking Olympic level aerobics. Oh, yeah. She walks yeah. in on him. And, yeah. That's when she wants to fuck him. That's yeah. when she realized that You're she right. Wants to that is exactly him, what happened. Somewhere in the beginning of their relationship, he's testing his strength, and he's like, hey. Come well, look this, at this. This is right after he goes to the yeah. yeah. When he feels great, you know, that vigil. Yeah. I think like, that's actually, yeah, you're right, right? That's, that's when, that's like, he looks after. fine and he's, like, yeah. svelte scientist doing, mm-hmm. like, a, yeah, Olympic-level gymnastics. Spinning in, around in on the bars apartment. in that yeah. loft. Yeah. So, yeah. It was a great movie. It was. I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoyed it because when I brought it up and you were like, I've never seen this. I'm like, What? Yeah, and everyone I told I that we were going to do this was the, gave me the same reaction that I haven't seen this. What's the matter with me? Because apparently, I everyone has seen this movie. Um, well, now everyone has. Now officially that I have seen it, everyone has. Um, the newborn babies have seen this. Yeah. Well. Speaking of which, there the is TV a sequel. Version. Oh yes, let's let's quickly talking about newborn, newborn babies. babies. Right. 
There is a sequel that I is didn't not... see the sequel, so one of you guys is going to have to go. <laughs> All right, so really quickly, we're not going to go through it beat by beat because the movie sucks. Um, the movie's directed by the makeup artist from the first movie, which is kind of weird. And it stars Eric Stoltz. Well, they figured, I think, you know, you won an Academy Award for the makeup. You can handle directing. Right. Right? It's the same thing. Totally qualified. <laughs> um, so it starts, and nobody except for Jeff Goldblum is in the sequel, and Jeff Goldblum is in a scene where I believe it's just deleted footage from the original I, movie. Yeah, I think it's when his son is trying to discover who he is, yeah. right? And he's yeah. watching like the videos that Seth did of himself while he was the fly and stuff. Right. I think, yeah. I think the footage is just deleted footage from the first movie. Um, so technically he's not in the sequel. But uh, it basically starts off with Ronnie giving birth. Even though she was freaking out about so badly that she was going to give herself an abortion. She decided she not decided to. She decided to go through it. Which really, let's be honest, the guy's dead. You could have told him you were going to have the baby and then just not right. had it. Yeah. <laughs> maybe she had a change of heart. Maybe. Maybe she could. She was having a hard time shooting Yeah, maybe, maybe like maybe after she was killing like, I can't him. have an abortion. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so she gives birth to a pod type thing that they then rip apart and it's got a human baby in it because that's how babies are born. Yeah, the stork. Um, he ages very quickly, so he's an adult, like a couple, of, like four years after he's born or something like that. And uh, he stays in Bartok Industries because they're like studying him and shit. Right. And then they, after that, I honestly don't know. I, they want to do something with him, and I think they experiment him uh, on him more and more to try to turn him into like uh, something more than his dad, something, something like, like that. that. It's the, uh, really the only reason the movie's worth noting at all is because Eric Stoltz is is the main, and I also is think Brundlefly's son, so. and Daphne Zuniga's in it too. There you go. So there's another. That, those are the only two things. And really we get worth to find noting. out that she kept the baby. Yeah, and it's played by a different actress because uh, Gina Davis was like, "Oh, I'm gonna die in the very beginning of the movie. Fuck you." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's basically. I'm not playing a character that gets killed off. Yeah, yeah. She chose to go ruin her career, even though yeah. that would take all of like five seconds. She chose to go do Cutthroat Island instead and ruin yeah. her, ruin right? her shit. <laughs> um. So, yeah, the sequels are not good. I do no. remember that they, uh, the guy, the Bartok, uh, like head guy, gets turned to do a fly. Hmm. <laughs> Um, but sequels have to be bigger, so you gotta have more than one. Oh, it's definitely fly, bigger. and the fly is like a gigantic monster thing. So they've the like been working on it, yeah. 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 So yeah. it's uh, it's boring too, from what I remember. It was just not an interesting movie. If you no. if you really look at the the one this one that we're talking about right now, there's only three main characters in the movie, and everyone else is just kind of like auxiliary only in their scene. Yeah, and yeah. I think I like that. The baboon is a bigger character than most of the other peripheral right. people. Actually, so. they make that four because the baboon is a character and the, officially. You no, know, it's funny because that scene. Five, yeah, the baboon and the computer. The oh yeah, so. that scene I mentioned where he try he fuses the cat and the baboon together. That explains also where the hell the baboon went. Because right. if you really pay attention to that movie, he just disappears. You're right, and I was wondering to myself, who's taking care of the baboon when Rundle Fly was getting gross? I used to assume that he. I assume he just it. left. Or he left. He just well, they, took his bags, put his hat yeah. on. He just walks out the door. He's like, oh, fuck this, I'm out of here. With his little Bye, monkey Jeff. trench coat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that'd be great. All right, so, like, everyone liked it. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, yeah it was so awesome. Um, so, let's rate the movie out of four stars. Trish? Ladies first? Yeah, ladies first. And uh, new, new, new viewer. New yeah. viewer. 
Uh, so, I mean, I don't want to give it too much credit, but I really enjoyed it. I'm going to give it a four. For, I, I have no reason to not like this movie at all. I was totally entertained the whole time. So um, I liked the makeup was really good. Obviously, she won, you know, won an Academy Award. I didn't know that. Uh, I definitely think it's worth it. Plus, that's fascinating to me anyways. I love like the, that kind of gross, like that cringing, gross horror. So um, that's why I'm going to give it a four. And then maybe like a three on the plot, but it's still good. Okay, so next... Oh, I would probably give it a three out of four. It is out of, like, the 80s Cronenberg horror movies, my probably second favorite. Even though you guys haven't seen Videodrome, I would go watch it. That one is very good, too. But this one, effects-wise, is probably his best. And story-wise, even though it's not technically a remake, you know, it's probably his best adapted story that he's done. So I would give it three out of four. I don't think I've ever seen another David Cronenberg movie. Really? Dude. Yeah. I've oh only my seen God. Eastern I, I Promises. I, I don't think I have. I, I'd have to look at his filmography. But well, I give your rate. I mean, yeah, go ahead and do the rating first before I, before I rail off on you. Okay. No. <laughs> um, I would agree with Trish for this movie's fantastic. There's nothing really all that bad about the movie. A couple scenes where a couple like, like, like the weird dialogue, the reading, yeah the dialogue reading is not good but is that going to ruin a movie for me absolutely not i wish uh, i would have seen this as a younger like this would have been a, a good movie to i was have, just like, about seen in my to teens. say that to where if you have kids and they say well, they want to see some r-rated horror movie this would besides be... some like what they say cock and maybe fuck like five times or something well there's a bunch of fucking in the movie too is there a lot of fun? We're going to be really bad. We're going to be really if bad re- parents. If I remember correctly, there it, is not one topless. Right, it's all implied. Yeah. None well, it's of, not implied. You do see them like pumping each other. Yeah, yeah but they're like eh. under the covers. Yeah, and, and she's got like a blouse, yeah, and she's like got a, a shirt or something. Yeah, yeah, I doubt they would I think I would if you have a kid who's like 13 or something and you want to get him in a horror movie, you know, he talks about like my shit. Mo- like my mom had no problem yeah, showing like, me that. And he likes seeing like newer shit. I would show him this. Yeah. She knew I was just going to sneak off and watch it anyway, yeah. so she said whatever. Uh, what I like about this movie is that it doesn't it doesn't feel dated. Well, it does, but it doesn't feel like dated in a bad way. I um, had no idea the movie was that old until you told me how old it was. You didn't think it was an 80s movie? That's I knew it was 80s, but like, like I just... I thought it was like right at the end or something. I don't know. I just I did it. It didn't. Yeah, it, it's not dated. No, it's no. And I, I would say the hairdos is the only thing that really dates the movie. And the clothes. But and the clothes. Yeah. You can't really help that. Right. Yeah, but I mean, his apartment is still styled very up to date. Um, the effects still stand up today. Splendid. The, the makeup effects are amazing. super gross. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, four out of four to five, or four to four for me. <laughs> four out of five out of four out of five out of. Yeah, just, just a bunch of fours. Yeah, the best. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing: David Cronenberg is is awesome. I'm not saying he's not. <laughs> Have you? I uh, know he's great. Like he's done. He's one of those filmmakers, kind of almost like Tarantino. He's done like gone through different phases of his career. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, have you seen? You didn't see Scanners. No. You've ever seen Scanners? I think I, the well, I've, zone? I've, seen, I've seen that scene. Right, that scene where that guy's head Remember exposed. that scene in Scanners where that dude's head blew up? Like I forgot oh, I forgot that was a David Cronenberg. Yeah, movie. and the Dead Zone is him, uh, Dead Ringers. Dead Zone I tried to watch, and I just could not get through it. It was just not really. And then oh, later on in his career now, he can't, 
These are his best movies, I think. A History of Violence is, of is an amazing movie. I've heard of that one, then I've heard that it was good, but and I didn't see Eastern it. Promises is a great movie, yes, too. They're not horror, but it's just different. It's noir stuff that yeah. Cronenberg did. So That's actually great. I was trying to think of a word to describe those films. That's exactly what they are, noir. Yeah, and I think A History of Violence is based on like a graphic novel, too, or something. It, it, th- those are movies are really good. But they're not horror, so I- ignore that. <laughs> We're allowed to talk about non-horror movies. Well, that's oh, what, okay. That's what we're this just, end part is for. This is like not, the what have you been watching and thinking about. We're part. just not, uh, we're not reviewing non-horror. No. <laughs> so stop saying it's great, Joe. Stop saying <laughs> get a free plug in here. So I, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so what have, what have you been watching? Um, well, this morning I watched, uh, it's not horror movie related again, but I watched Boogie Nights. You know, I just saw the movies for the first time in my life last year. Joe's been insisting. It's my favorite movie ever. ever. I it love was, it. It was it's Paul Thomas Anderson. Yes, yeah. yes. I really like him. Like, I like his movies. I've seen, yeah. I've seen almost all of them. Not all of them, but almost. I haven't seen really any of his, like, newer. I've not seen There Will Be Blood. Yeah, so, I haven't seen that one. And I haven't seen The Master nope, at, or Inherit Vice. Like, think anything after yeah. Punch Drunk Love, I haven't, I haven't really love, seen. I loved. It's I a great movie, movie, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's a good one. And then what did we watch for horror? We watched The Conjuring 2. I thought that was awesome. <laughs> I thought it was really good. I um, saw that earlier this year. You did? Yeah. Did you like it? I loved it. I thought it was way better than the first I thought yeah. it was really good, I too. too. I At first, when I, I we were turning it on, right? And I'm like, two and a half hours for a horror? Like, two and a half hours? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's close to it. I'm like, it's a, it's a freaking. I'm like, Trisha, do you want to watch this movie now? It's like, wow, how long is it? I'm like, it's almost two and a half hours long. Like, apparently... That long, but it didn't feel that even when they're trying to set up the like, what was the uh, the not the doll, the uh, the the wheel character. Oh, the the tall the man, man, the, crooked, yeah, the man. crooked man, and stuff. Even when they're trying to set that up, it didn't feel long. So, I really liked it. Yeah, I like that they go on those ghost hunter. Um, those what are those those demonologist names that they bring into that movie. I like them. I forget. Patrick Wilson and Vera yeah. Farmiga's that they're like That they're, like re, they're based on real yeah. people who did like Amityville and stuff like that. I, I told you guys in the last podcast I like that shit. So when I saw them bring that in, I was happy. What are your, have you seen Annabelle, the first one? Yeah, no, I've not seen yet. That. Yeah, I, oh. I hated the first one. Yeah, supposedly I, this, the, the new one is supposedly you know, better. I, I want to point this out too. Is like Everyone's like, oh, the second one's great. And I'm like, what is it with these like horror movies where the first one's okay or not good and then the second one's amazing like the conjuring everyone everyone loved the conjuring but i thought the conjuring the first one was okay it wasn't bad. i thought it was okay yeah, yeah. the second one was amazing and then the movie ouija the, i never saw the that. first one's so stupid but the second one's amazing we'll have to see that and then now annabelle i'm like because I really hated the first Annabelle. I haven't. I have my sister not seen really of them. loved the first one. I'll have to see if she. You know, I don't. I don't. I haven't seen uh, the second one yet. I'll have to see how she compares the two. You know? Yeah, the first one. I just. I always tell people it's like glory shots of the doll doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like that's all the movie is. Here's a doll. There's a doll. Yeah. And make Creepy. Sure you, make sure you slowly. Yeah, pan in. Pan in <laughs> Funny. Reveal her from the darkness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, it's doing nothing again. Yeah. Or, or wait, is it moving? Let's no, make sure this nothing. Two hours long. Yeah. I agree totally. Nice. Um, anything else? Uh, I actually have something. Uh, 
So I don't know if you guys if if this fits horror or not, but if if you seen the original Crow, the Crow from 1994 with Brandon yeah, Lee, yeah. fan? No, yeah. No. 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 Oh what? my God. Oh, I love the crow. Okay, well, I, Should I pack up and leave? No. I'm no. Not. No. Let me get my thought out and plug my blog and, and Twitter before you go. But no. So they're remaking it, right? Or not like loosely remaking it, which I'm not a fan of. I think you should leave it alone. You know. So my thought was, if you can, you think of any movie now that if they considered remaking you would say no or if they're trying to do like a franchise remake you would say no leave it alone that hasn't already been done scream okay like so try to would... take the original again right yeah. like okay yeah totally so like hands off the original yeah um and i think that's just because it's a product of its time right yeah like, yeah like it's not gonna work again like now that's why the tv show that they made about didn't it. work that's the issue i have with trying to remake this because everything i love everything about that movie like the darkness the soundtrack it's just i you know i would not touch it you know like there's that moment where the movie was at right moment right time like scream was so you don't want to fucking touch it you know hmm. that's about it this is my little rant i can't think of anything off the top of my head but i know there are a lot of movies that i wouldn't put my hands on actually and i'm I, more of a fan of not and I also Going saw. Going back, I would really appreciate it if movie filmmakers would um, get some new ideas. And speaking of franchises, I guess I saw they're making a new Chucky movie. Did well, you see the thing, that? Well, the thing with those movies is, is that they it's it's a continuation. It's not. It's a sequel. It's not. Yeah, like no. A reboot. Uh, yeah. Still, still just as bad sometimes. Yeah, but I like guess I put that more in the category of just stop. Did you guys see <laughs> Curse of Chucky, which was the one that they did a couple years ago? With um, the. Is that the one that had Red Man in it? No, that was Seed of Chucky. No, okay, that was the last one I saw. They they made one in 2013 called Curse of Chucky. Okay. And it was supposed to be the direct the guy who directs the movie is the guy who wrote all of them. So really? I like the fact that he is still on his staying. project. Yes. Yeah. Like they're not like being like fuck you, we're gonna go with. Yeah, they're being direction. passed yeah. around and yeah. stuff like a so, hot potato. So he was like, this movie. It, from what I heard, it started off as a remake. And they were just like, well, who's going to voice Chucky? He's like, no one can voice Chucky but Brad Dourif. Well, duh, and, yeah. Yeah, and then the the director was like, no, he's going to voice him. And then I think he was just like, fuck it, it's not, a, it's a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> Switch it up. Um, but he was like, it's gonna, we're going to take it back to its roots. It's going to be more like the first movie. And it was. It was, it was dark. It was scary. It was um, pretty much, I thought it was fantastic. And they... Most of the movie plays off as a standalone movie, and then towards okay. the end it connects to the other movies. Ah. Um, so this one is supposed to be bringing back Alex Vincent, who was the kid in the first movie. Yes, excites me to no end that they're bringing him back, and he's going to have like another face off with Chucky. So I think the trailer looks interesting. I don't know if you guys saw the trailer or not. No, I haven't. Um, I, I, all I saw was a quick little blurb about it on uh, Bloody Disgusting and stuff. So. I'm looking. Hopefully, he sticks with it and doesn't start to go the comedic route again. That is, yeah. See, that's the problem. Is what happened with that shit. And it's that's like, what happens with most of the slasher franchises. They become jokes. Look at Freddy. He was a goddamn Looney Tune in the last movie. Jesus. I yeah, know. when he's supposed to be like a child molesting murderer. Yeah. <laughs> like, but there's literally a scene in Freddy's Dead where he is pushing a bed of spikes and then looks at the camera and goes. <sighs> Like a fucking Looney Tune. Like yeah, it, like and it's wasn't it the same yeah. one that incorporated the him into that Alice Cooper music video too? Yep. I think. Yep. Yeah. So 
Because <laughs> Alice Cooper was in that movie. Right. Hey, so I, got, go. I got exactly. some new, some new um, horror-related. Um, what about American Horror Stories coming back? Do you guys, do you know American Horror Story? You don't watch that show? I've watched the first two seasons. Murder House, the first one, was yeah, awesome. It was okay. Uh, what's the second one again? The one in the insane asylum. Not as good. I thought that was fantastic. The next one is Coven. <laughs> I could not get through it. Cause I it's never a, saw it's it. A, it's it's so a real, boring. It's a real chick thing. And it's boring. It's about bitches See, being bitchy. I have my own. It goes almost like is, drama. What is Ryan Murphy's obsession with women, with girls just being bitches for no reason? Because... Like, he did Scream Queens, Excuse and that's me. exactly what that was. I'm going to get and real bitchy now for fun. Did I call you a bitch? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm, I want to defend the bitches. My people. I think... Of, like, all of his shows are like that. Yeah. I think American Horror Story, sometimes they they start off really good, and then they get too weird for their own sake. Well, that was like and, the circus one got real know, weird. I didn't the, watch. That one I have not tried watching. I tried, I tried it. I tried it. Because I heard Lady Didn't, Gaga was great, and I wanted to watch I it. I have Lady not Gaga. seen one episode of Hotel. So. I, I watched the first two episodes, and then I'm just like, I don't really Well, did you Roanoke see the, wasn't the poster bad. for the new American Horror Story? They just released so. it. It's like the yellow background and that tongue with the holes in it. Yeah. Like that weird skin condition that's like super hard to look at. What's it called? Cult? Cult, yeah. yeah. I'm excited Ro- about it. Um, I'm looking forward to it. The, I like American Horror Story. The newest one wasn't bad, but again, they tried a little bit get too weird for their own good, so... I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> hey, sure, it'll you be, don't have to watch it. I'm sure. I'm sure it'll yeah. be another a, the a season of aggressive mediocre. Uh, oh, I just got a really. This guy, I got a really bad. Uh, Aggressively mediocre. That's what I. Yeah, I got bad. a mediocre response out of you guys for bringing up a horror TV show on a horror well, podcast. Here, I will. I will say this much. I think that Ryan Murphy is actually a fantastic producer. Mm-hmm. I think most of the stuff he's done, including Glee, was. A, a very well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like and I like the idea that you bring horror to a, like television too, in, yeah. a, in a way that's real horror, not MTV horror. I get what you're doing. Like, you just get to wish your own good. Yeah, like, yeah, and but yeah, he's starting to stretch himself too thin because when he did Scream Queens, I was looking forward to it because I was like, this looks like a slasher TV show. Yeah, like, yeah, right. a slasher movie. And then I'm watching it. I'm like, oh, this mo- this show is just a reason for for Emma Roberts to be a bitch. <laughs> What's that one? Um, it's with... literally what that show was. Did you see the one? I don't with think Drew I ever Barrymore saw. I know Jamie Lee Curtis was in it too, yeah, right? And she was For a, a brief period. <laughs> they should have just called that show Bitches. Yeah. <laughs> was that on Fox? Was that, a... that was on Fox. MTV was the Scream TV series. Yeah. I never saw an episode of that. I saw a few episodes of it, and I was like, the, the beginning, the very beginning of the first episode, I'm like, oh my God, this looks awesome. Because they like just recreated like a really awesome, like, Opening to a slasher movie. The mask is different, though, right? Yes. And then it's like everyone was pissed about that. And then what I said was it. Differentiate, man. Yeah, it's different. Got to tell you, it's different. Yeah. Like that's like having Freddy Krueger, and he's not burned anymore. Yeah. Or Jason (laughs) without the hockey mask, like or uh, Michael Myers. Like, come on, their costumes are their characters. So, like, you change the. What was the point of changing the mask? There was no point. No. So. I want to be different. It doesn't make the show bad, though. Yeah. Like, I started watching it, I was kind of into it, and then I just kind of fell off. I haven't seen it. I just gave up. All right. Um, But, so, I went to a horror movie convention a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Tell us all about it. And I was there for, like, half an hour, and I was like, all right, I'm ready to leave. (laughs) (laughs) It was small, right? Yeah, those conventions aren't real big, but I went there to meet two people, and, of course, they weren't there when I was there, so I had to walk around for 
like an hour walking around the room 40 times <laughs> waiting for them to come back yeah laps yeah and i think the one uh the one actress's uh, assistant thought i was like stalking her or something because i kept walking <laughs> by and being like is she back yet I, I, if they don't get the point that people are impatient, though, I mean, that's their lack of intellect. I'm pretty sure they knew what was up. Yeah. So uh, Don't feel to, too creepy. I got to meet uh, Heather Langenkamp from Nightmare on Elm Street. Nice. And yep. uh, Catherine Isabel, who was in Ginger Snaps. I did okay. see your photos on Facebook. She's my celebrity wife. Hmm. <laughs> Does she know about this? No, she doesn't Speaking of to. horror movie celebrity wives, Daniel Harris wasn't there, was she? No, but I saw her once at a convention. No. Scout Taylor Compton wasn't there either, I'm no, assuming. She, she was there too. I have multiple horror Excuse movie me. wives. Actually, it's funny, All from the it's, same horror movie series. It's but. funny that you bring up Scout Taylor Compton because like, I was at a convention she was at. Well, I don't give a shit about meeting her, but I was walking past one of the tables that she was at, yeah. and uh, some guy was just like, uh, hey, can you sign this? And, like, and she's just like, oh, what's your name? And he said whatever his name was, and she's like, I'm Scout. And I'm just like... No shit. It's not like I don't know who the hell you are. <laughs> like, like, oh, I know who you. I would know who you are. And it it came back into my head because it was at that convention. It came back into my head when I went up to Catherine Isabel because she did the same thing, and I'm just like, I know who the fuck you are. I wouldn't be asking for your autograph <laughs> if I didn't here. know. Like, you think I'm just walking around getting autographs from people I don't know? Yeah. Well, maybe it's like part of their etiquette. I mean, no, I'm you can't sure. Not I mean, like when you meet someone, you're not yeah. going to just be like. Tell them your Assume name. that everyone knows but, who you are. Like that would be really conceited, it right? Was just, it was just, I don't know. That particular yeah. moment was just weird. And I want to throw this out too. This has nothing to do with anything. But I met. Do you guys know who Ken Foray is? Yes. Okay. He, when I was a kid, he was on Keenan and Kel. I don't know if you guys ever watched that show. Yes. He was the father on Keenan and Kel. That's I where remember. I remember. Yeah, <laughs> that was where I knew him from. But then I realized that he was in Dawn of the Dead, and yeah. he was in um, From Beyond, and he mm-hmm. was in. Like, all these horror movies, and now he's showing up in the Rob Zombie movies. And I'm just like, oh, my God, this guy's so badass. Like, he's yeah. so awesome. He can somehow be presented to kids yeah. and, and still appear in horror movies. So, like, we, we get the best of I met him a couple years ago, and Wait. he was an asshole. Aww. Really? Yeah. And, you know, I went up to him, and I'm just, like, standing there, and he was too busy flirting with this, this girl off to the side. And I'm just like, dude, hello. You know, I'm standing here. So he finally signs my shit. Um, and then he's like, I don't know, he's just a dick. He's distant, he's a dick. Yeah. So I <laughs> went home and did the classy thing and got on the IMDb message boards. <laughs> no, trash the shit out of him. Shit out of him. <laughs> I literally got on there and told the story, and I was like, he's such an asshole, fuck him. <laughs> and I kid you not, somebody who supposedly was him sent me a private message on IMDb and apologized and said that wow. he didn't know and... He didn't know he was being that way, and if he was, he didn't mean it, blah, blah, blah. So I'm just like, I don't know if this is actually him or not. Or his PR person, or... Right, so I'm like, whatever. So he was at the convention I was at a couple weeks ago, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, and I kind of want to go up and just, like, shake his hand and be like, I'm a big fan. I walked, like I said, I walked around the room, like, 40 times. Mm -hmm. I walked by his table multiple, multiple times, and I walked by one at one point, and he's making fun of somebody... Like, he's talking about somebody being fat. Like, somebody like another like, fan at yeah. the convention. And it's like, oh, no, you're a dick. Yeah, I and can I'm tell. Like, I'm like, he could have been talking about me. I'm fat. Oh. Like, because <laughs> like, I, I just heard him. He's like, he's like yeah, I'm I saw paranoid another hefty like, one. I'm paranoid like, like that, too. When I hear, like, two words out of someone's sentence, I'm like, oh, it's about me immediately. And I'm just like, 
you know what? You really are an asshole. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> if, if that's the conversation that you hold like all the time, I'm sure you're that's probably just the conversation just a... you hold after the convention's over and you're out with your friends. Yeah, and like, like after your after your fans just came here and supported you yeah. and did all this shit, like you've got the nerve to like. Yeah, and I'm just like, man, fuck. Of all the other things to make jokes about, too. I kind of wanted I mean? to turn around and be like, dude, fuck you, you know? Just. But I'm not that type of person. But Better anyway, man than that. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I didn't do much there. I bought some movies and um, got my autographs. And uh, But after that, I was totally on, like, a horror movie kick. <laughs> I was watching, like, horror movies left and right. So I watched a couple of Nightmare on Elm Street movies and uh, um, some other stuff I can't remember off the top of my head. But, uh fun yeah i had a little horror thon a bender yeah week, yeah <laughs> i was like i got done with one i was like i need another one <laughs> it's gotta be something i haven't seen in a long time yeah good luck i'm sure you've seen well you have so many movies i have i have a shit ton of i don't know how you but... pick is there a wheel do you just spin <laughs> no. the wheel like sometimes i'm like sometimes i just want to watch something i'll just have the desire like yeah. recently i've been watching the x-men movies again um because i haven't watched them in a long time but other times I'll just sit there and just like stare at everything. And yeah, like, that's how I am with the with our movie channels. You know what I mean? Like when we can pull up like on demand and stuff. It's like yeah. I've seen all this. It's all garbage. Then you go to like you know the movies that are on the laptop, and it's like I've seen everything. I think that's how a lot of people are nowadays because we have so so many much. Yeah, like if it's not on your cable, then it's on your Netflix, yep. then it's on your Hulu, and then it's on you know on YouTube just available for free. Like you can pretty much watch anything you want yeah. at any on-demand moment just change your provider yeah so that probably goes oh, to this actually, whole like board not too long ago we watched i watched this i don't know if you watched it with me or have you seen it begotten has, have you seen begotten uh, it is. has anyone it, anyone like i'm talking to an audience have you seen <laughs> uh, in, uh shadow of the vampire yes that's this is that guy's first movie and it's okay. pretty much a silent movie and it's about, like, the life and death of, like, gods, but it's real, just kind of graphically violent, so. I love Shadow of the Vampire. Yeah. This is the guy who made Shadow of the Vampires. It's his first movie. That so. movie confused me the first time I saw it, because, like, I knew the actor was, like, so into his character that he wanted everyone to believe he was the character. Right. So when I'm watching the movie, I'm like, wait, is he actually a vampire in this movie? <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, I was, yeah. I was so confused. Yeah, that... No, I don't want to watch Shadow of the Vampire again. Shadow of the Vampire is really fucking good. <laughs> That's great. Now I you're going to put us on a bender. All right. Willem Dafoe. Yeah. And I like John him. Malkovich. John Malkovich. Malkovich, yeah. too, yeah. Yeah, it's a great movie. Okay. That's pretty much... Uh, did you have any summertime? Sorry. No. <laughs> Joe was saying that's pretty much I think it. That's pretty much all I've oh, okay. seen recently, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't remember everything I saw, so I can't really talk much more about that. <laughs> I think they've had enough of us. Yeah. It's yeah. been a while. It's been an hour and a half, so. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's wrap it up. Uh, I, we have no show ending. However, I do want to point out that I do plan, I just have not done it yet, to start up a Facebook page for the podcast. So Maybe an Instagram. Yeah. If I, um, if I, I would probably do that. If you want to do Maybe that. Maybe I should do that. <laughs> we can link it in the, uh, into the show notes. Yeah, along with our, um, our blog and your podcast, right? Yes. Um, you can click them yeah. down there somewhere. We have, I have not done a new podcast on my other show. Well, in um, case they haven't heard or checked it out yet, they should. He's fu yes. really funny. He brings his buddies on. They're real funny, too. I know a bunch of people on them. And hopefully one day you guys can be on that show, too. Yeah. We can oh, do a non-horror movie. Yeah, a non-horror movie. Go. Yeah. And, uh, 
do some sort of uh, do a crossover. Yes. And I'd love to get that'll finally some... give me my chance to expound my political views on everybody. Be quiet, Joe. <laughs> We'll pick some kids' movie, and then it'll just go into a, a yeah. political. Yeah. Let me tell you <laughs> what this We're going to be talking really politics means. and religion. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, uh, hopefully I'll be able to do that and moving forward. I hope you guys like the show. Yeah. Our second episode. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. So. I, I, uh, I like you guys a lot. <laughs> so Thanks we did, for coming and, by. And also make sure you check out wolfbanebooms.com. Uh, it's a great source for everything horror. Got quizzes on there. I write re- I write reviews and articles and stuff for the website. Um, I just recently saw, oh I saw Wish Upon. I should have brought that up. Uh, that movie sucks. Go oh. read my review. So there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Go read my review. review on the website. Um, I wrote an article about George Romero. All that fun stuff. So check that out. Go read that stuff. Read everything everyone else re- writes on there too. <laughs> have I sucked their dick enough? Yet? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, uh, yeah, go. You can check us out at noisesnonsense.wordpress.com. Noises and nonsense.wordpress.com. And at noises underscore nonsense on Twitter. Thank you, Joe. Yes. And we- I don't, I didn't know you guys were on Twitter. So I will make sure to follow you. Yes. Yeah, dude. Our Twitter. <laughs> at noises. Joe's Twitter in particular. He's the actual at noises nonsense. I have my own yes. personal Twitter. Um, at oh my god, hi Trish. But Joe's Twitter is hysterical. It's so good. I at, probably should do a uh, Twitter for this. Yeah. Yeah. Podcast too. I never even thought about doing the Twitter. Okay, guys. So find us on Twitter. You'll you'll see what's up at oh my god, hi Trish for me and at noises underscore, underscore nonsense. And noisesnonsense.wordpress.com. All right, I'm done with that. And you can check out my stupid Twitter. There you go. At Stephen J. Loman. I actually already followed you, so when you yes, log I back think, on, you'll I find did, me. I yeah. think I might have seen the. Did I? I don't know if I followed it. That's a conversation for after the show. <laughs> Sorry, guys, that we're like dragging you into this. All right, All right yeah. so thanks for listening. Um, make sure you check us out. We try to do one episode a month. The next one. So, uh, um, let's not announce anything just yeah. in case we change our plans. I was going to ask, but I, I was going to say, do you want to say we're doing the next, next one? I decided, no. The next one is in plans. Yes, okay, so have. keep stay tuned. I saw we that. We actually have the next two episodes planned out. Yeah, so just three, stay so. tuned. We're, yes. we're, we're getting there. Yes. Okay, thank you. <laughs>